I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but if you're single this holiday season, it's likely you will get asked one of the famous questions from a well-intended family member. Are you dating anyone? How are you still single? When are you going to get married and have us some grandchildren? <sighs> I know. You probably have gotten tired of getting asked this question or wish that you could give a different answer. There is a way that you can respond to these questions with hope, both internally and externally. I want you to be excited about the holidays, excited to be with your family, and excited about your future and your future husband. Welcome back to the Dear Future Husband podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and it is the most wonderful time of the year, unless you're single. It feels like that, right? I get it, and I know there's so many reasons that there is a heightened uncomfortableness and it feels like a spotlight on you as a quote-unquote token single individual in your family around the holiday season. And primarily, those are for reasons outside of your control and even outside of consciousness. There are just social expectations that we see around RSVPs and get-togethers and all of the events coming around the holidays that are wonderful and beautiful, but especially if singleness has been hard for you, can feel like a thorn in your side or and then comfortableness. There's an emphasis on faintly in this time, which I want to say is crucial and beneficial. But if singleness has been something that's been painful for you, can feel like you're outside of that realm. I want to assure you, you're not. You are already, whether nothing changes in your life, part of a family that is something beautiful to celebrate your special role in said family. But also, if God is weaving your story, then you do have a family to celebrate. So this idea of love family unity is something to lean into even right now and probably the biggest culprit of a negative view of singleness around the holidays is media portrayal in romances you can just turn on whatever streaming service you use and see tons of romances all themed around a holiday portrayal of finding love boy meets girl she gets the ring bells ring da 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 Hallmark has 42 new Christmas romances coming out just this season. And I get it. It's a sweet time to fall in love. You have mistletoe and all the sentiment going around where it's just bubbling up inside you to want to celebrate with someone. But if that's not where you are, nothing wrong with you. And there is nothing wrong with still enjoying this season. So I want to lean into three things that you can do to still enjoy this season and to actually fortitude your mind around what it means to be single. Now leaning into the holidays, a lot of us do travel to go see our family and extended family for the holidays. So I thought, why not put that theme around these three ideas and give us a way to memorize them and correlate them all together. So in road trip fashion, here are my three tips to not become a single Scrooge around the holiday season. Number one, pump the brakes. Now, when your aunt, grandmother, whoever it may be, cousin that you hardly speak to, looks at you across the dinner table and says, are you dating anyone? And it automatically bubbles something inside you where you either feel embarrassed or combative or defensive or just like you want to retreat. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pump the brakes on what you're feeling. Now, psychologically, when we come against something that feels like it threatens our well-being, we enter a fight or flight mode. 
Now, automatically, this would launch us into reaction mode, but we don't have to react to anything. We don't have to have this heightened response because we're not under attack. We are not being scrutinized. What we should do here is actually take a moment to breathe. Again, pump the brakes before we just shoot off into a later direction that we don't actually want to go. Now, this must be said, oftentimes this question does come with well-intended. Someone just wants to get to know you or they are excited about your future. And this is the only way or the easiest way they know to jump into that lane. Unfortunate and definitely not the best way to enter that conversation but keeping that well-intention in mind that allows us to, again, get out of that reaction heightened quick mode and take that time to pump the brake. There are many different anecdotal methods we can do and habits and practices that allow us to, to get out of this seeing red lens of this reaction fight or flight mode and get back to a place of calm and reassurance and resiliency. Now, I'll be honest, some of these seem elementary because we've heard them all before. But we still don't fully utilize them for their benefit. Just because we've heard them doesn't mean we should stop doing them. The first one we've likely all heard is just count to three. Think and pause. Clear the air in your own headspace before you react. Why? Because if we don't do this, it could lead to us saying, no, I am not dating anyone and it's none of your business. And then this whole beautiful meal turns into like a side eye and confusion and we just, and we don't want that. I know you don't want that. Even if you don't want to be asked this question, you don't want it to lead to that either. Another thing we can do is simply deep inhale and exhale. This allows our heart rate to come back down from the hypervigilant moan that I what just went into. I remember getting asked that question and you just turn red inside and you feel embarrassed and sought out and exposed. Your heart's racing. Inhale, exhale. Or another idea is take a brief mental walk. Just in your mind, remove yourself from this situation so this doesn't feel so heightened. Oftentimes when we're in a scenario, we're asked a question or we're put on the spot with something we're uncomfortable about, we can react poorly simply because we feel like this is the only moment we are in. This is the only moment that leads to our worth, how we're seen, how we're viewed. But that alone right there is sometimes a shame response where we think our worth is tied up in how we are seen and how we are viewed and we can no longer fully articulate what is actually happening in the scenario we're in because it's like a bubble effect, a dome effect where we're seeing just through this one lens. And I want to assure you, if you're in a state of negative self-perception and you're thinking everyone sees you a certain way, often is likely that people do not actually see you the way that you're imagining. When I was overtly critical about how I believed others saw me, I would react out of that defense. And oftentimes, how I reacted was actually more detrimental to how people saw me than how I thought. I thought, oh gosh, well, they'd see me single, that they'll think something's wrong with me. If they see me as argumentative, then they'll think I'm just rude. But through those situations, I would react poorly, thinking I was on defense or I had to fight for myself or this person wasn't for me. And that did more damage to my relationships, to my character, than anything. And that separated me from people. It tainted how they saw me. It tainted my relationships all because I thought I was on the defensive. That if we can take these mental walks where we realize, hey, this is not the only thing that matters right now. This is not the only equity I have in this person's eyes. 
we can respond in a way that is actually true to how we want to be seen and who we want to be. Now, that may seem deep for just a question around your dating life at a dinner table, but I've seen up close how when we have a negative perception of our identity and correlation of who we are, it will break off into little areas and fester. So it is important to make sure that we are cool-headed and calm, especially in instances that make us feel uncomfortable, so we can react the right way. And this leads to point number two, plan the navigation. Before you go anywhere, you likely either already know where you're going or if it's somewhere new or just simply unfamiliar, you put it into your GPS. You want to make sure you're not going down dead ends or roads with construction. You just want to go the quickest and best way. If you know this is even a slight possibility of conversation or you know you have a family member that asks it every year, don't play fingers, don't say their names in the comments, but just knowing, yeah, this is a situation I might find myself in. The best thing to do is to plan accordingly. That doesn't mean send them a paragraph text beforehand saying, do not ask me if I'm single. I don't want to talk about this. You, you know, don't go on an accusatory route or combative route. Rather, I'm saying plan the trajectory of how you relate to this question in your mind. For some people that I've talked to, they have had these moments of outbursts around a question like this or a situation and wondering, why did that upset me so much? Why was I so triggered by this one thing? And oftentimes it's because they haven't fully realized, man, I'm, I'm upset with God. Why am I still single right now? I think that being single means that I'm less than. I believe that my worth is just waiting until I'm, I'm married, right? Ideas like this are going to be what causes us to feel this internal heat and pressure and uncomfortableness where we need to get into that fight response because we are fighting with something that is often internal. Now, here's the good news. When we have those instances and those questions, it doesn't mean that we have to sort it out and find the answer and be 100% zen before we can interact with people. It's just having an awareness of this is something that I'm, I'm working through, I'm questioning, and I don't have to have the answers. I don't have to know that it's going to be January 31st, 2024 when I meet my person, but I do have to know, okay, this is uncomfortable, but I, I have trust in God's plan. Okay, sometimes the reality that I'm single alters the dreams that I have and feels like they're on pause, but I know I'm still working towards them every day and that I'm not forgotten. Small mantras like this around fears or insecurities, even if it's not just singleness, but it's something deeper of uh, a career path, a, a longing that you have, these help steady us when the waters are unsure. We're such a busy generation that we can have so much going on, almost unchecked and under the surface that will bubble up if we don't spend time reflecting on it. I'm a big fan of self-reflection because I've seen in my own life how just taking time to, to journey through my thoughts, my feelings, my past, my present, my hopes will lead to a better outcome and a clearer path than leaving it muddied under the surface. I spoke on shame specifically earlier, but if you're feeling anything of man, I'm just not enough. No one's ever going to choose me. No one's going to love me. How could they after what I've done? I know that these kind of questions can feel all-encompassing and you're not sure where to start. So I wrote a peer-to-peer -peer journey to go with you through these questions. I wrote Broke Up With What Broke You to help women that were in that same place that I was in of complacency or self-contempt get out and find your breakthrough. I'll link that for you in the show notes if it is something that you believe could be of help for you in this season. 
Now, the third tip on our little seasonal road trip is to have an alternate route. Reality is this question just might not be something that you're comfortable journeying down. That's okay. If you've become able to stay calm, remove the triggers, but you still just want to get out of this conversation loop, that's totally fine and this is how you can do it. Respond in a way that's short and sweet and then move on to something you do want to talk about. It could be that you're about to graduate and you're so excited you want to share that accomplishment. It could be that you started going to this new yoga class or your favorite art museum. Or you're fine with talking about your dating, but you want to put it in a way that sheds positivity and hope. Maybe you want to tell them you found a podcast or a method that's helped you get excited about your future even while you're still single. In the Dear Future Husband podcast. That simply looks like saying something along the lines of, I haven't met anyone yet, but I'm really hopeful that I will. Or, no, I haven't met a partner yet, but I have met some amazing community. I joined a Bible study, I've been hiking, and I actually started going to a museum on Fridays. It's as simple as that. And I know what some of you are thinking. Can I do that in a way that doesn't sound snarky or rude, or I actually believe what's coming out of my mouth? Yes, you can. And this is why. Your single season is vital. One, to discovering who you are. Two, to setting up goals and foundations, plans and purposes along your path, but then also to your future marriage. This is a season where you're growing exponentially and you're learning so many valuable lessons to who you are as an individual and how you will be as a partner. And don't let family be something that strips you of that joy. Because when you do get married, you'll still be coming back for holidays. It doesn't mean that you come home now as this less than single and you'll come back when you're married and you have worth. No, you are a vital part of your family. This is a time for you all to enjoy each other's company, enjoy the season, no matter what your relationship status is. I hope this gives you framework and prepares you to enjoy and thrive in this holiday season. And I want to make sure that you guys are drinking hot chocolate. You're singing some carols for me. I'm going to hear how this holiday season goes. And if you do come against this question and this video helps you, please let me know below come back and tell me how it did now this is the last video of our season one wrap up it's been an incredible season full of extraordinary guests and in-depth topics that i've thoroughly enjoyed getting to journey with you guys through be sure you're subscribed so you can join us back for season two kicking off in 2024 stay tuned and even send this to a friend who you think also could benefit from hearing it bye guys